Hey guys, this is Paul with a not episode, and I already forgot which not episode number this is. Let's just call it not episode 393, and I'm here with... John. <laughs> hey John, and uh, it's been a while since we recorded a regular episode. What is it, uh, about three weeks now? I'm forgetting. Sorry, I was just taking a drink. Uh, yes, somewhere somewhere in there. And uh, I felt like it was time to just uh, get us together and just kind of try to get a, a quasi-episode together, and uh, the the way that I like to get together with friends is with drinking. As you know, if you listen to the podcast regularly, we drink during the show. Uh, we normally drink beer, but uh, I wanted to highlight uh, something else that I've been getting into, and John, you've been a big uh, proponent of and actually helped me get into it quite a bit, and that's uh, the harder spirits, the hard liquor. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've I have to say before I was into beer, uh I was into single malt scotches. Wow. I can't get into single malt scotches. Oh, I love single malt scotches. Actually I mean I've transitioned from my love of scotch to my love of bourbon. Mm-hmm. So I mean I still I still love the aspect of scotches and all the years that I spent drinking them and learning about them and the best ways to have them and all that. Uh, and I use that now with how I drink my other spirits. But, yeah, so before I was a big beer guy, I was a scotch guy. Nice. I was a beer guy that then drank bourbon barrel stouts <laughs> and then realized that, oh, the thing that I really like about the stout is the bourbon. I must like bourbon. And then from then on... Uh, well, and more recently, I've now been trying to branch out and, and get a taste and acquire a taste for other spirits. And, uh, yeah, so I felt like, hey, you know, why not talk? You know, and if I want to get into more spirits, I should talk to the guy that knows about more spirits. And that's uh, this guy right here, John. He's on the Hi, show with me. I'm John. And, John, you said you were drinking something. What are you drinking right I now? I am. I'm drinking uh, one of my favorites and this is Cesarac rye straight rye whiskey 45% 90 proof uh it is just an absolute delicious rye whiskey uh it's got a nice little spice to it it's got a nice little bit of heat to it it's not overpowering uh i think it's great for making different cocktails with and just drinking as i am i'm I put a little cold water in my uh, glass with it and uh, am enjoying it. But this product doesn't even need the water to it. Uh, I think it's uh, fantastic. I gave you a bottle of it, mm-hmm. Paul, just because you were like, oh, I was going to try something with a rye. And I was like, oh, here, I got an extra bottle. Just take this home. Yeah, and the reason why I'm having Rittenhouse in my uh, my rye is because I already drank that Sazerac. You drank it really. F- it was like I gave it to you, and like two weeks later, you're like, "Yeah, I finished the bottle." Pretty much finished. There's still like a splash or two left, just in case. You never, uh, you never know when you need it. Never know when I need it. And I'm trying out Rittenhouse uh, right now, a uh, hundred proof bottle and bonded. Uh, supposedly a really good budget uh, budget rye. So, and that's what's nice about the Cesarac too. I think it's like thirty five to forty dollars yeah. a bottle, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right, because that's forty dollars a bottle is what you can get uh, Buffalo Trace and uh, Four Roses for. Yeah, and uh, one of the other products that I have here, Angel's Envy. Ooh, 
really, you're able to find Angel's Envy that that cheap because when I look for it, it's like it's sixty. I must be going to the wrong store. I find it at like the sixty dollar price point, like just one step above the uh, the Four Roses yeah. and uh, Buffalo Trace. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I've I, I do have to say it's probably it's probably been a while since I've bought it, mm-hmm. but when I did used to buy it, uh, it used to be. I don't know. It used to be like forty nine. Mm-hmm. I thought it was forty nine. That's why I originally started buying it. Um, Paul and I both got into bourbons at the same time because we both agreed. Yeah. These these bourbon barrel aged stouts are delicious, and it's the bourbon that makes them there. And um, so I would look up and find the highest rated bottles, mostly for the cheapest price. And you can find some great ones that are 90 rated, 90 plus rated, uh, for under 40, 50 bucks. And Angel's Envy was one of the ones that I tried. Um, Hmm. And uh, countless bottles for Paul that I would Mm -hmm. uh, purchase. I'd buy for Paul for his birthday and for Christmas a, a bottle of bourbon every year until he said, you need to slow down. I cannot I... drink these fast enough. Now, now I'm and now I'm back into the spirit kick, and I'm like, oh, just, just powering through. So, what can you do? Yeah, and most of those ones I bought you aren't ones like because you're you're getting right now into making cocktails. Yeah, and most of those bottles, I wouldn't mm. say are the best for. No, those you want to drink straight. Uh, especially the Ingle, Ingle Run was one of the, my favorites that you got me. And that is definitely one that you want to drink straight. It had a nice bite to it. had a nice, um, almost a smokiness to it. Uh, I really like that. Angel's Envy is just so downer. It's, it's a smooth oak. Well, it's uh, it's made in charred cherry, uh, sherry casks. Oh, that's So why because it's... it's aged with the sherry, it, it really gives it a different, unique yeah. flavor than just most bourbons. Mm-hmm. It's just so much, it's just a smoother, just uh, not as, I said smooth oak because I'm like, that wood is just so dialed back. But that's why, it's a different type of wood. Yeah. didn't realize. Never knew. That's why we do the show, so I can learn stuff. Uh, yeah, and um, and I think too. I mean, if it's in your if it's in your liquor cabinet, uh, and you want to make a cocktail, use it, you know. But just know, <laughs> just know what you're using might not mm-hmm. be the best for that uh, for that mixed drink. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if I had my choice and I was getting an old fashioned, which is a drink that Paul and I both really love. Uh, I would probably 90% of the time have it made with Buffalo Trace. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's great on its own, but also I think gives a great character to a cocktail. Yeah, I was really thinking that Buffalo Trace was going to be my stock bourbon. Like, that's the one that I would just keep stocked in my uh, in my liquor cabinet, a.k.a. the bottom shelf of my pantry. Uh, you know, because I don't have a liquor cabinet. Uh, I thought Buffalo Trace was going to be it, but you know, I uh, luckily for, uh, for Christmas, John got me, and but I already owned it. Uh, the Death Death and Co book, and they also talked up uh, Buffalo Trace uh, Buffalo Trace quite a bit in that book, and also they talked up about uh, Overholt, old over Overholt or something like that, and also this uh, Ridden House Rye. 
on the Rittenhouse ride turned out to be like 20 bucks cheaper. You know, at the liquor store that I go to, then Buffalo Trace, and I'm like, okay, let's let's uh, get this swirl. Let's uh, and also the Sazerac. You know, so like 19.99 versus you know 40 dollars. You know. Right. Oh, 19.99. I mean, that's a great price for a great tasting rye. If it if the rye works, you know, in a <laughs> in a mixed drink, why not use it? Exactly. Uh, but unfortunately, I'm not right now. I'm not drinking uh, an old fashioned or a bourbon. I've been also getting into rums, and I uh, I, I like tiki drinks. I really do. I, think I they're l- fun. I love tiki drinks. They're fruity. They're fun. They're refreshing. They're ugly as all hell. That's why you have to put them in a tiki mug, like, or you have to have a lot of ice in it, and then use a Instagram filter so it looks appetizing. <laughs> Which I did when uh one of the first times I made a mai tai. I'm like a lot of crushed ice, and then Instagram the filter, Instagram it so it doesn't look like poop water. Because when you you know use dark rums with with lime juice or any other kind of fruit juice, it just turns into this ugly, ugly brown. Wasn't well, like a Mai Tai supposed to have like that brown on the bottom and then it, it goes lighter to that yellow from the juices that are sitting on top? I've never been able, I've never layered a uh, Mai Tai. Uh, if it does, then awesome. I, I I don't know. I just, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. I just follow recipes from uh, that I find online and uh, recipes from the Death & Go book. Though I am interested in buying the uh, Trader Vic recipe book of all the different type of uh, tiki drinks, but uh, we'll get to that later. And I was able to, because uh, talking about 1999 price point, I got a aged dark Puerto Rican uh, rum uh, Havana Club for 1999, and I'm like, this seems like a really decent rum for that price because uh, Myers dark rum. You know, that's used for dark and dark and stormies and everything. You know, it's a rum made with uh, molasses versus just uh, the cane sugar. Um, that's like 40 bucks, you know, for the same size bottle. So I'm like, oh, I'll try this. And when you're mixing a drink, you know, you're going to miss a lot of nuances anyways because the nuances are going to be masked by your mixers, by your sweeteners and by your bitters and by your... Uh, fruit juices, you know, all your additives. So, uh, man, panically, you know, so go ahead and get a get a little cheaper, but don't, you know, don't go bottom of the real middle. Is it a, it so it's is a good uh, rum for thing. cocktails? It's a great rum for cocktails. I'm I'm really enjoying it right now. I really think it uh, helped bring a little something to my mai tai. It just made it a little bit more, you know, that dark, sure, caramely sweetness. And I'm uh, pretty much finished because I had my ties. One ounce of lime juice. A long way. And that lime goes, so it goes a long way. So one ounce is a ton of lime juice, I think. Um, I think, uh, you know, if I was going to make it, I still got to fiddle around with recipes and specs. Because apparently you call uh, recipes for mixed drinks specs, aka specifications. Specs were short. Um, I might fiddle with this recipe a little bit and uh, cut back on that lime juice, you know, um, and try to bring out more of that dark rum flavor because I think I, I would like that a little bit more. I took a little bit of little sip of the Havana Club 
uh, because I just opened it today, and it was it was like a nice rich flavor. Um, so I think I might get into rums because I always thought rums were just kind of one note, like a little just that sweet. It was it was like a sweet yeah. vodka to me. Uh, you know, no real flavor. It just tastes a little sweet. Was, uh, you know, when you buy rum for the first time, you're buying Captain Morgan or, or uh, Bacardi, and you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're looking for. You're like, oh, this tastes like a rum, I guess. And you just throw it in your eggnog at the end of the year, and yep. you call it a my, uh My dad's That's gotten into making, like, cocktails and stuff, and, he, and I think it's a little more, it's something fun mm. that he does with his girlfriend and stuff, and they took a class, and... Uh, and I was buying, we were buying stuff for him for Christmas because we, you know, we got him like the mixer set and the shaker and, you know, grenadine and simple syrup and the mixers and stuff that are, you want to have in your cabinet to make cocktails. And, mm-hmm. um, I was, I was, we were going to buy rum and we were going to buy, uh, curacao or something else, you know, again, something to mix with and. Yeah. I was sitting there just looking at all the rums, and I was like, I never realized, you know, I thought there was Captain Morgan's spiced rum, and then the the clear stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah then, exactly. then I'm, again, I'm looking on my phone, I'm trying to find the best rum for your, you know, best bang for your buck. And um, I ended up getting this one with this super cartoony um, pirate woman on it. Sailor Jersey, or maybe Jersey Sailor. I don't. I don't remember what it was, but um, I ended up getting it because this couple that were next to me were like, "Oh, this is the rum that uh, Susie had at her party," and everybody said it was better than Captain Morgan's. And then I looked it up and I was like, "Well, it's got a pretty good rating and it's super super cheap." Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll buy that. But yeah, I was. I've never. I've never thought of rum. In the aspect of it being something mm-hmm. that uh, you should take note of, uh, until like we were, uh, Paul, Paul and I are both watching the same um, YouTube show on cocktails, and uh, he, the uh, oh, one? the one with the guy with the plaid shirt can think how to drink. Oh uh, yeah, and, how to drink. Um, yeah. It was actually it was the episode of Teddy Roosevelt's favorite drink, and he was just talking about. Uh, all these different rums and da 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 da, da and the, the rum that he's using is actually a blend of three different rums that he makes to make it taste like this other high end rum. And I was like, well, that's really cool. It's cool. Oh uh, yeah, Sailor Jerry is uh, right. the one that you're thinking of. But the cartoon looking who's pirate girl, girl or oh pirate girl? Oh okay. So not Sailor Jerry. I don't know who you're. I don't know that one, but. But uh, oh my goodness, no, I do know which one, but I don't know the name of it because that was on a freebate one year. Like it was like four ninety nine with your in store credit, and then there was a five dollar mail in rebate. So it was like like a free thing you could. You spent the five bucks up front, and then they gave you five bucks back later. Yeah, the Blackheart. Blackheart, I think it's called. But anyways, uh, yeah, I, I've been, I, I kind of want to get more into rum, because it's a whole other world. Uh, and that's, I mean, 
course, Google remembers me, and I'd look up Blackheart, and it brings me to Blackheart, right, the Marvel character. But Blackheart Rum, yeah, it's a very cartoon, pin-up cartoon pirate girl. Right? Yes, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, kind of like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a spice rum. It's ninety-three proof. It's decent. It's definitely something you want to mix because it is definitely tastes like paint thinner if you drink it on its own because of the ninety-three proof. Yeah, I remember that now. I, I, yeah, <laughs> stirs up. Uh, and Paul <laughs> said he, Paul said he was going to make uh, cocktails for this, and I thought about making cocktails, and I am not. I'm just not a good mixologist when it comes to cocktails because well you know that's because you're a Gryffindor and you just don't want to study potions what it is is I am too relaxed about it where I'm like oh this is a little more of this bloop oh a little less of this oh well oh I spilled a little more in there than I wanted to and then I go to have it and everything's off because for the most part, you need to be very precise while making a cocktail. And again, like like you were saying, like I like this cocktail, but I think I, in my taste, I need a little less lime juice. You know, like those are the things that's yeah. like cooking where you can say, okay, I followed the recipe, and now I'm going to doctor it up to the way I like it. I don't even get that far. I just mm-hmm. screw it up before it gets in there. Ah, see. See, that's I, I take uh, I take uh, all recipes by. That's why I suck at cooking is because I take all recipes as suggestions, and I'm like, oh, what is this? Oh, I don't own that. I don't have that. What do I have instead? Oh, is this similar enough? Sure, and it kind of works out, you know. Uh, especially if you're just playing with a recipe or playing with a specification or a spec for the first time. Like, why not? You know, use what you have. Don't be afraid to experiment. You know, I, you know, if it doesn't turn out quite right, give it a taste. You know, it doesn't really matter if it's the actual old-fashioned that you're supposed to make or the Mai Tai you're supposed to make. No, because if you look online, there's like hundreds of different recipes but for Mai Tais. Ma- so go make up your own, up your but own. then my problem is, is when I've screwed it up and it doesn't taste good tastes good but oh so you don't even get to the next part which is how do i know i just go Ugh, i'll just drink it and then i drink half of it and then i just i pretend that i forgot about it and i set it down and then my wife's like you left that half a cocktail there and it's like oh geez yeah i forgot about it remember how excited i was to try that uh tiki tiki bar down in uh Uh, yeah me too because uh, i love tiki drinks uh, and remember how I had to make that drink? Do you remember that drink that I made yeah, for that one good. board game day I had? Mm-hmm. It's kind of sad a little too much, though. I, I kind of want to get that again. I want to try that again. But, man, um, I also got into the, you know, making of my own juice, in my own uh, syrups. Like, so I made my own Demerara syrup for uh, the old fashions that I'm going to be having in a bit here. Uh, my own pom- my own uh, grenadine. My own own uh, orgeet for the uh, my ties, just because I hear that you know if, if you're going to drink it fresh anyway. So if you're going to spend the time and get fresh lime juice and you know juice your own limes and everything, why not get the freshest 
and make your own syrups instead of having something with a bunch of additives and a bunch of solvents and, you know, uh, stabilizers and stuff. You know, if you're going to drink and you're going to spend, you know, 20 bucks a bottle on the alcohol, invest in everything else. Like, don't cheapen the experience. And I think that's kind of true. Um, and it's fun. It's fun to make up your own syrup. I do feel more like I'm in potions <laughs> class when I make everything else up, you know? I bubble away at things and, you know, have to uh, milk a nut. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Which is fun. Yeah. You know, almonds yeah, for the orjeet or, or, or joe. I don't know how you pronounce it. Uh, you know, you got to actually, you know, blend it, blend some almonds together with a little bit of water and then get a uh, get a cheesecloth and, uh, you know, strain it all out, get all the liquid out and then uh, make it into orjeet. But it makes it taste more real, more authentic, I think. I think it makes it... And then I know it's not the syrups or anything else that I use because I know those are good because I made them. And I can taste those on their own and be like, yeah, this tastes right. This is, it doesn't taste artificial. There's nothing weird about it. So maybe that helps. My scotch went bad. But scotch... Could, How do you know that your scotch went bad? Because I was about to ask you about scotch. Because I just I tasted it, scotch. and it's, <laughs> it's just really like, bad. Ooh. I find that scotch is so peaty, and so you know they got that waxy that kind of iodine, that waxy peaty, waxy mm. iodine bittery kind of thing that I just do not like it. And I do have to dilute it down with a lot of water, like more so than. You're supposed to, you know, you're supposed to add like one yeah, drop the, to kind of open up the, the, um, the scotch and everything. And as long as you're not scotch. using ice, uh, you can add as much mm-hmm. cool water to it as as you prefer. Um, and but this, so I probably opened this bottle. It's a it's a twelve year twelve year old bottle. Uh, I probably opened this maybe four years ago, and it's just gotten put back. I bought it right before I started getting into the bourbons and stuff, so I haven't had it. But it is uh, nowhere near as smooth as as, as it ever was, and it um, it tastes so iodiney um, and peaty that it just um, almost made me spit it out. Uh, very sad because I only drank maybe a quarter of it before uh, I've let it go bad. But um, no, I mean the thing is, is I probably started drinking single malt uh, scotch when I was probably maybe eighteen or nineteen, and my father, my father looked at it as because he caught me, you know, sneaking beers or he's sneaking booze here or there and he wanted to make it so if you're gonna drink have a drink with me and let's learn about let's learn about the thing or let's get into it so we would have cigars and we started getting into single malt scotches you know he kind of got into it so i just kind of followed along and um i don't know in my geez if i was 18 in my almost 20 years of drinking single malt scotches, um, I've had lots and lots and lots of bottles. 
from the ones that are super iodiney and peaty and and this or that, but it's the ones that have that honey raisiny kind of taste to it that I always really liked in my different scotches. Uh, and that's one of the things I liked about this bottle, which is actually um, a blended scotch, which I usually don't drink. I'm usually a single malt, no blending. Um, but this was from Michael Covier. This is a Scottish manufacturer. They they make it in Scotland and then send it to France where it's cave aged. Um, and then they blend the different 12 year olds versions that they have to get this one. And it's actually called an overaged malt whiskey. Um, it is, it was incredibly smooth. It's one of those ones that it is a rare occasion for me at this point in my life to buy the same beer over again. I, I, I run a beer shop. I have the ability to constantly try new things, and that's usually what I do. If I'm going to be buying something, I usually buy something that I haven't had so then I can talk about it in my beer shop. The same thing goes with whiskeys as i rather try a new one than go back to having the same one. This is a bottle that I bought twice because I, I loved it so much. Uh, Angel en- Angel's Envy... I probably, as much as I love Angel's Envy, my wedding ring has Angel's Envy bourbon barrel in the center of it. I love that bourbon, but I probably would have bought other bottles to have and try. People just know that I like it, so I constantly get Angel's Envy bottles. Um, I think I... I've given <laughs> I've given bottles away. I have a bottle over at my dad's house. I have two here. And it's the same thing with one of my other favorite liquors, Chartreuse. Uh, I Yes. Which is a weird oh. thing to like. Because, yeah, describe it. Like, it's... Uh, I'm going to grab my, uh, my next... I'm going to go with the rye, because you were talking about uh, rye before. My uh, Rittenhouse... Thing because it's just out of reach. So but chartreuse is um, a liqueur made in France in Chartreuse, France, uh, by monks, and it is 130 different alpine herbs and spices fermented into uh, a pine tree tasting uh, liquor. And what's interesting is there are there's three had monks who they still brew this uh each one knows a different part of the recipe and then they have an apprentice and those are the only people that know how to make this product that's why you don't have any knockoff chartreuse brands you just have the one uh this comes in two colors green where they get the name chartreuse the color from and a yellow Uh, i actually prefer the yellow to the green I think it's a little smoother, a little sweeter. Uh, but I have an open bottle, two unopened bottles, and then a specialty oak-aged version of Chartreuse that uh, Paul and Chris got me because it was a very expensive bottle. Mm-hmm. You still have that? It came in that wooden case, it yeah. Came in that wooden uh, case. Yeah, because it was so good and it's not yeah. just something that I would just want to drink all the time. 
Um, and then also with the way that we drink beer and the way my my the way my career went, <laughs> um, I find myself drinking more uh, beer than anything else. Because um, even like I mean I I I love uh, wine as well. I love port. I love Melbacks. I mm-hmm. love Meritage. Like I I love I love uh, deep earthy reds and Chardonnays. I can agree. I like Meritages. I like uh, Deep Earthy Reds, uh, Old Sauvignons, or uh, Old uh, Old Vinesins, and uh, some Sauvignon. Sauvignon Blanc. What are they? Uh, it's, no, isn't Blanc the white? Yeah, I know. I like the what's the what's the red Sauvignon? Know. Yeah, me either. Anyways, those are you know those. I like to go into a wine place and be like, I want something that tastes earthy. And then my wife always corrects me and says, he wants something that tastes like dirt. Like, what What do you have? Give me your dirtiest like wine. Dirt? I'm like, yeah. And then your wife just wants yeah, the sweetest pretty much. wine. Oh, yeah, she wants the sweetest stuff. Though, though she will drink a nice earthy red if we're having a really good steak. Um, but, yeah, so chartreuse... To uh, uh, not hold anything back, uh, I first heard about from um, the uh, Grindhouse movie that Tarantino did because his cameo in his movie, he pours everybody sh- shots of chartreuse, and uh, I was like, "Well, I, I'd be interested to see what that tastes like. If if it's good enough for Quentin Tarantino, it's good enough for me." Uh, so I found a bottle and uh, I. Went home and I opened it up and I poured myself a shot and went, oh, that's really good. And I poured myself a second shot and went, oh, that's that is really good. And I poured myself another one and then I went to the other room and I sat down and I was watching TV and then I went, well, I should just have another shot, right? So I went and I had another shot. <laughs> Well, no, nobody I, was there to argue my with day, you. It was my day off. I had already done like Christmas shopping and stuff, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna have some liquor here." And uh, I think I poured up myself another shot. And then my brother-in-law called me and said, uh, "Hey, you ready to go for a hike?" And I said, "I'm not going for a hike with you." And he said, "Why not?" And I said, "Cause I'm drunk." And he's like, what, "Why'd you get drunk now? You just get drunk at the end." And I was like, "I've been doing shots, dude. I'm not going anywhere." So I hung up with him, and actually, I said I'd go for a I'd go for a hike with him if he came over and made me a ham sandwich. But I didn't have any ham, so <laughs> right. he had to buy me ham. Uh, and then I got a phone call from my sister, and she said, oh, "Randy's really right. upset that you're not going for a hike with him. He says you're drunk." And I said, "I'm drunk." She said, "What are you doing? It's, it's two in the <laughs> afternoon. Why are you drunk?" And I was like, "I've been doing shots." <laughs> And she said, why? Ugh. And she hung up on me. And and then my mother called uh-huh. me. And my mom's like, what is this? I hear you're drunk. And I was like, I'm not drunk. She's like, well, you're not going for a hike with Randy. And I said, I'm not, I can't go for a hike with him. I'm drunk. And uh, it was a fun little circle that we went around in. And... Uh, <laughs> Everybody got worried for you and wanted to they call. Did. They uh, wanted to call AAA uh, on me. Not AAA, double. 
<laughs> yeah, triple A. Uh, yeah, so it was always good. I wasn't that drunk. I could have gone for the hike. I just really didn't want to. But I no, did have a really good buzz hike. on, and I thought the whole thing was hilarious. I, he, I, the, my mom called. I was like, well, I'm a fucking adult. I can get drunk in the afternoon. What's my mom calling me for? Uh, but yeah, that's my uh, short true story. It's a great story. Yeah, I see chartreuse as a uh, added ingredient, like for a bunch of mixed drinks in the uh, Death and Co. book. And I'm like, ooh, well, the get, price point for I that. Give a bottle. little too high. Yeah. But, you know, that's I don't, when you come over, like, bring it. Don't give me a bottle because it'll just sit forever. Well, I'll give you a... You know what I mean? But if you bring it over, maybe we can, maybe we can do a couple, yeah. you know, maybe fun mixed drinks with it. You know, we, we can have some fun with chartreuse. And we can see... The whole world that's out there, other than just taking shots, so you don't need to well, uh, go hiking. One of my favorite cocktails with uh, chartreuse is um, uh, two part chartreuse, one part tequila over ice. That is a good drink. Ooh. I uh, I love that. But actually, Paul, I have a I have a bottle of chartreuse with like a quarter quarter of the bottle left, and I'd be happy to give that to you so you. Can oh, okay, try. yeah, like something yeah, like that. I would give you a full it. bottle. Even though I got, I oh, got thank two goodness, in because uh, I just because took a swig out of the bottle too, and man, that that's good. Chris and I oh. imported you that bottle. <laughs> Chris and I have gotten uh, very, very drunk on Chartreuse as well after a podcast where we drank a bunch of beer. Uh, <laughs> when else? Huh? When else are you going to get really, really drunk on something? So I'm uh, I, right now I'm drinking my Rittenhouse Old Fashioned, and I was wondering if I was more of a uh, Mai Tai guy now than a Old Fashioned guy because you know I, I come home from work you know and I kind of want to make a drink and you know why not be fancy and make up an actual drink where you're cutting up limes and everything versus an Old Fashioned where you just you know throw in some uh, some s- syrup, throw in a couple s- splashes of bitters, throw in your spirit, mix it up, pour it over. A big old ice block and call it a day. Um, you know, there's hardly anything to an old fashioned. Uh, but man, old fashioned. Guys I, I are think really it's one good. of my favorite cocktails. They're just so good. I think it's. I really thought maybe I was more of a tiki guy than an old fashioned guy, but old fashions, the real old fashions, where it's at. Not a muddled old fashioned. Get that out of my face. Uh, I used to love uh, dirty martinis. That was uh, my go-to cocktail if I was going out and going to have a cocktail. Uh, but now it's it's old fashions. And if I'm in the right setting and in the right mood, and somebody else is going up to the bar to order it, I tell them uh, anything blue. I want a blue cocktail, and I've had that. Ha- I've done that quite a few times. I've never gotten the same drink, as far as I know. Uh, but I actually had, hmm. we went to see a friend's band play. This is, geez, this is back 10, 15 years ago. Ooh. Uh, back when I dated Lisa. Uh, so that's, that's, uh, that's dating it oh, wow. right there. Yeah. Um, and, uh, okay. her friend was a, a bartender and she was going up to the bar. We were there to watch a friend's band play. And she said, what do you want? And I said, uh, anything blue, just give me a blue cocktail. So she comes back carrying like this uh, almost like punch bowl of this blue drink, <laughs> and then she gave it to me, and I, 
of course, uh, making myself look as silly as possible, drank it through the straw, making a little weird sucky face to do it. And after the show, this guy came up to me and was like, man, when I saw that girl with the blue drink, I was like, man, what did she get? And then I saw you drinking it, and I was like, man, that guy's going to get electrified. And I was like, yeah, man, <laughs> I'm pretty electrified. Uh, but it's fun. It's a fun conversation. Blue drink. Blue drink. Blue. Uh, I know of Blue Hawaii. Uh, and that's about it. I'm tapped because I don't know much about uh, cocktails. I- I'm beginning. I'm just starting to get into it. It's a whole wide world. Um, my my wife actually really enjoys that I'm getting into this because uh, the board gaming thing she's like not that into. <laughs> the video gaming thing she's not that into. The comic book thing she's not that into. <laughs> but she can get behind me drinking and also me making drinks and she really like, loves gin and tonics like uh and gin is uh, one of the other spirits that i've been wanting to get into more uh, along with rum uh gin doesn't seem it does have uh, quite a bit of uh, different varieties uh but i think it's more where you can just hone in on the one gin that you like and be okay with it versus like needing to have oh whereas whiskey you kind of want your rye you kind of want to Irish whiskey uh, for some drinks, and you definitely want a bourbon for others. Uh, or, you know, uh, I guess, is the Canadian even no. a real good style of whiskey? I don't think so. Canadian? No. But, like, what's a, what is the plain go-to whiskey? Like, just whiskey? I guess like a Jim Beam, or, I mean, it's a, it's a Texas, or a Texas mash, or Kentucky mash, or whatever, uh, Jack, Jack Kentucky Daniels. Kentucky mash? You know. oh, it's in Kentucky mash. Yeah, I guess yeah. Johnny, Johnny Walker, Walker, I guess would be Johnny Walker would be just a whiskey. Who wants to drink just a whiskey um, though? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. when you can have bourbon or rye or an Irish whiskey, uh, because that's the one time that I can an stand Irish eat whiskey is uh, in my in a drink is it with an Irish whiskey because I'm looking for it. But then again, the one Irish whiskey I really love, yeah, it's Patty's. Thank you, John. Patty's. So smooth, a little bit of peat, oh, but so, so much vanilla it's up front. So ch- it's so cheap. So good. It was. It got more. Exp- it got more and more uh, expensive. Well, that's because you kept buying it. Uh, yeah, I was in Ireland, <laughs> and um, you know, we'd go to different places, and we would try different Irish whiskeys that they had. And uh, at one of the places, they had one called Patties, and I said. I'll have the patties. And I, you know, I had a shot of it and went, all right, that's the whiskey I'm drinking the rest of the week. And uh, got my dad drinking it. We bought a bottle at the duty-free and then weren't allowed to bring it into the U.S., even though it was sealed up in the duty-free bag. And then um, luckily we were able to find it here in uh, the States, you know, not too long after our trip to... uh, Ireland in 2010. All right. So um, just want to get into this right now while I have both of these drinks still in front of me because I'm quickly getting through my Rittenhouse Old Fashioned. Uh, I just took a sip of my Four Roses Old Fashioned. You know, so this is a rye versus bourbon Old Fashioned. 
And the first, and the Rittenhouse man, big, nice, sweet up front, you know, with the syrup, probably just because it's kind of separated. It's been almost two hours since I made these drinks. Uh, granted, I have a really nice large ice cube, so they've kept. I still have probably about 50% of the ice cube left. Um, so it, it's a little, there are a little watered down, which is lucky for me because I do have to work tomorrow. Um, so yeah, I've just been sipping on this Rittenhouse being like, man, old fashions are great. It's got that sweetness and then goes right into that spirit complexity and finishes off with that orange and bitter, the bitters notes. I just used old fashioned aromatic bitters from Fine Brothers. Um, and just nice, calming, relaxing, smooth, you know, that you got that ryeness to it, that rye, you know, that rye flavor throughout. And then that, you know, little bit of oaky vanilla, just really nice and smooth. And, I, and then I took a sip of the Four Roses and I'm like, oh, this just tastes watered down. And then suddenly it hit me. All the all the different flavors from the really nice vanilla. Big, a, a lot more on the vanilla flavor. A lot more. And then the sweetness hit afterwards. Um, and then the orange and the vanilla work together. Like, it's really hard to say which one I like more. I, I, I don't know. The rye or the uh, or the bourbon or old-fashioned i might have rambled yeah. there John. Uh, no it know. is hard to say remember we went out really um good. uh we went out i have them back to back here i, I, uh, I have no idea we went out to dinner we uh we do a thing with our friends where we call it dinner with friends and um we choose Ooh. a restaurant and then we all go out some people can make it some people can't but uh one of the times we went was a place that was known for their cocktails and uh one of the guys ordered an old fashioned. I was already planning on it, and they gave him like an option, like an option of three, and we all ordered the the different versions and tried them. And I think we all agreed, like, hey, they all <laughs> they all taste like old fashions. They're all delicious. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's um, it's a great it's a great cocktail. It is. Uh, it's got I. I prefer an old fashioned to a Manhattan. I actually don't really like Manhattans at all. And I used to be a big martini fan. I used to love a dirty martini. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting game in watching these cocktail uh, shows and then talking with you. Just recently, half the reason we decided to do this is because we're talking about how we're enjoying the spirits. Mm-hmm. I do kind of want to get into yeah. more cocktail making. And all right, I will say this with the two different old fashions. If you want your spirit to hold up to ice for a long period of time and just sip on your cocktail, you got to go rye. If you want your cocktail to mellow out and be smooth and easy drinking, then go bourbon. That's the difference. I think that's the difference. I think, I think that's the difference. I think just the bourbon is just. It's more open. It's opened up. It's nice, sweet vanilla. But, you know, I'm missing the those whiskey flavors. I'm missing, you know, kind of the bourbon. All I get is, a, like, a little bit of the vanilla with the bitters. So the rye's got orange. a little more backbone that'll uh, with, ride out the cocktail yeah, longer. A little, it's fuller. Yeah. And I think that's the big difference here. For me, and, and with the two drinks that I made back, you know. And the control group is because I 
really try to be precise with my bitters. I, the, the orange slices I used are from the exact same orange. Same measurements for both spirits. Same measurements of the same demerara syrup. Uh, same batch of demerara syrup. I homemade those that demerara syrup. So, you know, it's uh, the only the only difference is the spirit that I use. Two ounces of each of the spirit. Um, the ride just holds up better uh, in the ice and in the spirit. But it, but the bourbon does not make a bad old fashioned in the ice. It's not like I'm like, oof, this is awful. Send it back. It's it's just more mellow. If you want something more mellow. Go bourbon if you want something a little bit more spirit. I feel like if I was go going to order an old fashioned out, I would, I would do bourbon. And if I was going to sit at home, I'd probably do the rye. Uh, just going by what you mm-hmm. what you just described about the two, just because when I'm at a, I'm at a restaurant yeah. or I'm out at a bar and we're having a, drinks and stuff, I would be more inclined to drink it probably a little bit faster than I would at home. And plus, you know, if we're having it at dinner, we're not going to be there all night, you know. <clears throat> yeah, that's very true. Uh, the one there's one other spirit that we haven't talked to talked about. It's a spirit that I first enjoyed with you, John, at your dad's uh, dad's cabin out on the lake. <laughs> it's the green fairy. It's uh, absinthe, and I, I found myself, you know, like, like trying to get into gin. And just couldn't do it, just because of the juniper, something about it, I don't really like. But then there's been a couple of cocktails that are gin-forward, but have like a t- bar spoon of absinthe, or a rinse of absinthe. And for whatever reason, the... the, the, the uh, licorice? The, uh, it the anise. An the licorice, anise? but no, I'm thinking the, the anise, and also okay. the uh, alchemy of the juniper and anise together... It just really works for me. I just, like, if I'm going to have gin, i got to make sure I have a little bit of absinthe in there. You know, maybe a dash or two. Like, it just opens it up in such a different way. And uh, I I did enjoy uh, the whole, the absinthe cocktail that you made, which is just sugar. With, sugar with water. Tube, uh, with water. And that was an enjoyable sipping drink. And I have a bottle of absinthe now. That I use just very spiraling in these mixed cocktails that I've been making. Um, there's this one in the Death & Co. book called uh, Joy Division. Which is gin, just a little bit of absinthe. And um, what else is in there? Um, oh, uh, it's the orange liqueur. Uh, it starts uh, with the C. Curacao? Coin. Uh, uh, Curac- what is, uh, no, not Curacao. I know what you're talking about. Coin. Oh well. Yeah, it's it looks it kind of starts with coin, but it's very syrupy, and you only want to use very very little of it because the price of the bottle is way too expensive. And I probably will substitute that next time I go to buy. If once I'm out of this bottle, I'll probably just buy a dry curacao instead, just because it's so much cheaper. And I because I also don't like the sweetness of this. Uh, it's an it's not Grand Marnier. Like orange sweetness, but it's like a little bit, yeah, just a little below that. Uh, you know what the Cesarac um, rye is known for making? A Cesar, a Cesarac. What? A Cesarac it does, yeah. and that has yeah. absinthe in it too, right? And and a little bit of uh, 
Does they have apps? I think it might. To be honest with you. Yeah, I was looking up the Sazerac recipe just before the show, and I'm like, should I make that up? And I'm like, because I was just talking to Kate, uh, my wife, you know, one of, the, one of the wives of the show, Kate, uh, on the phone while she was driving home from work. And uh, I was look, tearing through my book saying, what should I make tonight? Like, I want to make some mixed drinks tonight. And uh, I settled on the Mai Tais and, of course, the two old fashions, because if there's a cocktail for John and I, it's the old fashioned. And this night proves that I'm an old-fashioned boy. What? Man, these are so good. There's, it's better than what, a Mai Tai. What brand really of absinthe is. did you get? I don't okay. remember offhand. Like, I just got a... Because I knew I was only using it to be a mixer. I wasn't that interested sure. in yeah, paying yeah, yeah. full price yeah, so for I just it. got one of the cheaper ones. Yeah, so... Yeah, I got one of the cheaper ones, but, you know, uh, it's just a very plain-looking bottle. <laughs> like, so I'm like, so one of the cheaper ones that isn't trying to right. trying too hard. Abs- absolutely makes one. Yeah, like, like, you can get cheap. There's many different kinds. I had a I had a white absinthe yeah. once. That was interesting. Hmm. Well, it's kind of clear, and then once you add water to it, the botanicals or whatever's in there kind of well, gets yeah, agitated. Well, it's usually like up, a darker right? and green, and then green. you add the water, and then it becomes that kind of cloudy, yellowy. Um, mm. But yeah, i've I've had lo- I've had lots of different uh, absinths. Some special ordered from Europe because uh, there's some places where you can still get the wormwood in it. So. It is fun. It it is a very strong tasting drink. Um, it's not something that I would enjoy straight up. It good in a, it good in the absinthe, quote unquote, cocktail with the water and the sugar cube. Um, it's enjoyable that way. Uh, it's enjoyable as it just provides such a longevity to a cocktail drink. Like when you take a sip, like that absinthe flavor will be the thing that's left behind in the aftertaste. So if you want to make any kind of cocktail a sipper, my dad and I, like, in there. My dad and I really enjoyed absinthe, and like we used to mix it instead of vermouth in our martinis. And I'm pretty sure at one time we made absinthe popsicles. How did you even freeze it? it because of the water in it? Because you mix it with water? Oh, yeah. you mixed it with enough water. Man, I'm gonna... You diluted it down so it would freeze. Okay. There's... I I, I have a picture on Facebook of it, it, I think. It's it's in my timeline. I took pictures, and it's on my Facebook, of the cocktails that I made. With a background of all the Star Wars <laughs> games that I own. So, you know. Because I had those all out because I'm like, I really want to play all these Star Wars games. Maybe not Star Wars Monopoly, but, you know, that's actually Chris's. Um, yeah, but it's uh, it's always good to, to talk with you, Paul, especially something that we uh, we both like yeah. a lot. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you and having some uh, cocktails. Um, I still have that birthday uh, bourbon that you gave me, and I haven't opened it. Uh, what? Yeah, because I had no idea what to get you. <laughs> and I think from now on, John, we should just agree 
that we're when we're doing uh, like vacation mode, like you and me, we're out someplace. Yeah, we just call birthday and just yeah. like do something silly, you know, spend some silly money on something. Kind of like when we were down in Epcot or down in uh, Disney and we did the uh, yeah. Irish whiskey flight, like that. That's a birthday moment right there. That's we should celebrate birthday moments. I, I, I'm totally right. Like no, I'm I'm putting I'm, you on I'm, the spot. And I'm, I'm totally good with that, that because I, I find the same the thing uh, with you. It's it's hard to it's. I bought you, uh, what you call it, cocktail book because I uh, I know that you were getting into cocktails and I looked yeah, up which was one book. of the best cocktail books you can get and that was it. It was. It was the perfect gift. And then gift. you were like, it I was. already had it. Like, you it know what? I gave it to my dad for, for Father's Day. I hope you kept it because it's... Oh, yeah. Oh, it's really... That's a good And gift. they talk about the history. It is a really and... good book because they talk about technique. They break down all the different cocktails. Yeah, it's it's actually really... really like, like, I just open it to a page sometimes and just start reading. And it's just very interesting, very informative. Um, it is, and it's a, uh, it's a great gift. With the the, the <laughs> weather waxes, my my family, uh, we have a tradition when you uh, give a bottle or receive a bottle. The first thing you make people do, and the first thing that you do is you open the bottle and you take a sip, and you make the person who gave you the bottle uh, take a sip. It's it's the Wagner, it's the the weather wax tradition. This is something that we just started doing, and. Uh, have always made other people do it. Paul, you've done it quite a few times with me. And that bottle is uh, is waiting there for you mm-hmm. uh, the next time because yep. you gave it to me on the street. <laughs> we were both driving home after having several cocktails and uh, or several <laughs> beers. And uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't safe to do uh, that tradition there, but yeah, yeah. have it ready and yeah. uh, lock stock and ready to go. Yeah. Well, next time we can. Like we still need to. We still need to work even. on cellar beers. Maybe. Because <laughs> that'll be coming up soon. Oh yeah. Well, luckily, spoiler alert, everybody. Uh, eventually, one of our podcast episodes, which I thought was going to be the look back for which of the Marvel movie retrospectives. Uh, yeah. The. Wasn't it going? Weren't we shooting to something like that? that. Yeah. Yeah, Guardians Chris, uh, Chris will be one, uh, out, and we're going to sell her raid <laughs> and uh, review that movie. Yeah, so so we're going to have uh, Chris is going to be in Buffalo, and we're going to yeah do that. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, John and I we're going to get together and play some board games, and uh, later on, Chris and I are actually going to be doing a not a episode uh, talking about a board game. Uh, technically, not a board game, but a tabletop game, uh, Magic the Gathering, because uh, me and him have really gotten into Magic the Gathering Arena. And uh, so we're going to talk about that in the other not episode that's coming to you. Uh, if not this week, then next week. All depends on whether or not we record a actual episode. So look forward to that. Hey, we gave you an hour of not episode and uh, drinking talk. John, did you get through all three of your uh, drinks? Yeah. All three of your bottles that you want yeah, to talk talked, about? Yeah, we talked the right. Chartreuse, Chartreuse mine as well. Cesarac Rye, and Angel's Envy, which I didn't open because I didn't want to open it. Yeah. Yeah. 
and uh, I talked about gin. I talked about absinthe. I talked about bourbon. I'm and rum. So I am good. Uh, I think if you if you're looking to stock a uh, your your beer cart, I think uh, there's plenty of information, better information than this online <laughs> to find. But uh, just don't overspend. That's all I can say. Like honestly, if you're make, mixing drinks, don't you don't need to overspend. You're not going to look like a cheapskate. Nobody's going to come out over to your house and judge you for what you have on your bar cart if everything you're doing is mixing a drink. And if they do, you don't want those people over uh, that's in your what, house anyway. That's what I always like, say when people are like buying. They're buying, out. oh, my, my son's coming in town. I wanted to buy him a beer. I, I just don't want him to not to like it or if he doesn't want to drink it. And I said, well, if you're buying this for him, that's the nice thing to do. They could come over and not drink anything. So if they don't like it, you know, screw yeah. <laughs> screw them. Worried what you drink. Come, you know, come over and all. have a cocktail. And, uh... That's all right. that matters. 